You're listening to the Bear in Mind podcast, episode number 79. A podcast uncovering identity, color, and love. Where driving yourself crazy is totally sane and curable. Now your host, T. Bias. You look just like her. Are you sure that wasn't you there? This happened to me in the last few weeks. Twice. And so, of course, I was going to do a podcast episode about it because it's right up my alley. And this happened, interestingly enough, in the same moment. So I'm in an international group. So everyone looks different. Everyone speaks a different language. And we were meeting up to have an activity together. And one of the women she was like, oh, I've met you before. And I was like, no, I haven't met anybody because I really didn't go out that much during the COVID pandemic. And also, even when I was in this group before the pandemic, she was new and she had just moved to our fabulous city. And so I was like, I know I have not met you as you had just moved here a few months ago, but she thought I had showed up to another event and she proceeded to tell me, how I must be this other woman that she met at this other event in our group. And in that same group, I I talked to another woman afterward, and she was like, I know you. You were at this other thing. And then she told me about the event, and I was like, I did not go to that event (laughs) because it's not my cup of tea. And so it was kind of interesting. I This has happened to me before. And I was really proud of myself for the way I handled both situations. And I handled them differently than I've than I have in the past. And the way that I used to handle it was I was offended, like, okay, because you think I'm the only South Asian person in this room, you think that every South Asian looks like. I mean, those were some of the things that I would think, like, no, I'm not the same. Indian person that you met at the other group and things like that. So I would have a lot of very negative thoughts about the other person and how they were viewing me. And so I have since changed that. But I first, before I tell you how I responded to it and how fabulous it felt to respond this way, I want to talk a little bit about the other person and what's happening when they mistake you for somebody else And they really believe that you're this person that they met. And you're kind of wondering if it's because the color of your skin, your race, anything like that. (laughs) Maybe it's the same country or something. And oftentimes we tend to view people that do this as if, oh, they're not exposed to diverse people and things like that. And what I want to share with you is that could very well be the case and that we are not all exempt from mistaking somebody for being somebody else based on one sole feature, based on the color of their skin, based on their hair, even based on their weight. So this actually was something that happened to me. I am able to discern people of color. I have grown up, my family, (laughs) a big part of it, With my family being Indian, I can discern Indian people. I don't mistake one Indian person for another Indian person or another South Asian person. I can even even tell the differences in the different countries, not all the time, but a lot of the times I can. And that's because I've been exposed to that over and over again. And I can tell you that when I moved to 
the countryside. I've always lived in the city. And then at one moment in my life, I lived in the countryside in the Netherlands where everybody is blonde-haired and blue-eyed. And and also in this small town that I was living in, everyone was also above a certain age. And I was in my 20s and everyone was like 16 years or plus. And so my neighbors were all older and I couldn't really distinguish which was my neighbor. Like, oh, was was that the couple above me or below me? Because, yeah, they all kind of seemed similar to me. And, of course, over time, I was able to discern which neighbor is which neighbor, which floor, et cetera, things like that. And so we're not exempt from this. This isn't a person that hasn't been exposed to diverse people that, oh, because they're not cultured or they're not international. That has nothing to do with it. It does have to do with your environment, but it doesn't make you not international. What it makes you is very human. It makes you have a human brain. And our brains do this because it can't filter in so much information. So if I want So if you think about your family and if everybody in your family looks alike, so for me and my family, everyone's Indian, everyone has dark skin, black hair, brown eyes, et cetera. Of course, I'm going to be used to looking at a person's features to discern who somebody is, which aunt is different from another aunt and things like that. And when you're exposed to that, it's evolutionarily beneficial to be able to discern the people in your community, to know who to go to, to know, yeah, basically who, who to go to, where are the resources and, and the person that you need to go to to obtain it. Even if it's love and affection, who do you go to for that? Love and support and things like that. And so if you're like me and you're not in a community of tall, first of all, really tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed people, I'm not too busy discerning their features because it's too much for my brain because I don't need to. If my environment is filled with brown-skinned people, then no, I don't have to spend time. If there's one person that's blonde-haired and blue-eyed in my community, then I just know that that's that person. And so that's what ends up happening when the reverse is true, when I am the only South Asian that's in a group and someone's not around other South Asians on a, on a consistent basis. They will think, oh, I was in this group and there was one South Asian and then they go to another familiar setting and there's another South Asian and they their brain has not filtered out my features, my voice, my height, the shape of my face, my nose, things like that to discern exactly who exactly Am I that person and things like that? It would just be too much for that person to do in a space where it's easy to distinguish one South Asian and the rest, let's say, are all white people. And then that person would just focus on understanding which white person was which person. So that's what's happening to somebody's brain if they mistake you in a space that's predominantly another characteristic and you're the only one with that characteristic their brain can't take that overload. And we often can also go to the extreme and say, well, that's just kind of a racist comment or something like that. And what I want to offer you is before we kind of jump there, that why is that comment even thinking that someone is racist going to serve you? Even thinking that they're not international or not exposed to different cultures or their diversity. When we go to that kind of statement, we often then feel anger. Of course, you're going to feel anger when you think, oh, that person's a racist or that person's not culturally aware or 
or any of those kind of statements because you think that they should be behaving in a different way. And in truth, they're behaving exactly how their brain, they're behaving in a way that they're supposed to with how our brain works. So when we can recognize that that's where our anger is coming from, really, that we think a person should be behaving another way, actually, that's where a lot of anger comes from, then we can not be angry. We can respond to that question or those statements in ways that create a little bit more connection. In a way that somebody can connect to you other than your one feature that stands out in a group. Because if you ever notice, responding in a way where you're offended or angry doesn't provide that connection. It doesn't provide that chance to have a connection. And so here is how I responded to these two women. I responded to them with, oh, wow, there's somebody that looks like me. I would love to meet her. I would love to meet my twin. And I did this, and it might sound like, well, oh, well, you're overlooking the fact that she mistook you. Okay, she mistook me for another person. But that's great because maybe there is actually somebody there that looks like me in the same city. Wouldn't that be cool to meet her? And so when I did that, when I said this statement, I noticed two things happened. There were two separate conversations. They happened at the same event. And then one, the woman laughed. She thought it was funny. And then in the other one, because we were kind of in a, in a group of girls, somebody else thought that that was kind of the end of the conversation about how I had to be this person that was at the last event. She jumped in the conversation and started talking about something else. And so then the conversation moved on instead of it kind of ending on a note of, oh, well, she shouldn't have done this or this person's offended or this didn't really happen. It kind of creates an opportunity for there to be a different kind of conversation, a different way to connect with somebody as opposed to, hey, I noticed that you're behaving this way and that's not the way I like it. And I'm not saying that you don't ever address anything like that and you don't talk to people, if it's something that you want to genuinely do it, what I want to offer you is that sometimes most of us, in fact, all of us have a human brain, and our human brain is capable of some things, and it's not capable of other things. And I'm going to wrap it up by ending with something positive that happened right before I recorded this episode. So I do some volunteer work and I went and I went to the volunteer place and this woman showed up and I had seen her before in other things, not at the volunteer thing, but at other things we had done together. And she is somebody that I really haven't spoken to, but I've been consistently showing up in these things. And she comes up to me and she's like, oh yeah, hi T. I saw you at this last event that we went to, and but we didn't get a chance to talk. And she sat down next to me. We were working on our volunteer stuff together, and then we had a chat. And when you can consistently show up in those spaces where everyone maybe does see you based on the color of your skin or some characteristic, when you consistently show up, 
you consistently create an opportunity for them to connect with you than just more than that one characteristic. And I'll check back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now.